Hey everyone, I'm so glad you're here listening to the Church on the Rock Leadership Podcast. My name is Heath Watts and I have the honor and privilege of serving this church as a lead pastor. Here at Church on the Rock, we are passionate about leadership growth and we are blessed with an amazing team of leaders. Each week our staff comes together and one of those leaders brings an encouraging word on biblical leadership. We believe and pray that this podcast will help you grow in your leadership journey. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast, stay connected, and know when new episodes drop. Thanks for being a part of this. Now let's get started. Everybody. Good morning, Good morning, guys. Uh, my name is Matt Cantu, and I am the Student Ministries Coordinator here at Church on the Rocks Lubbock Dream Center campus. Uh, it's a super honor to be here with you guys. I, uh, I wanted to jump on really quick and uh, first and foremost thank Pastor Heath. He came to me a couple months ago and said, hey, Matt, you want to be on? And I said, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And so I've had a, a whole bunch of different ideas on what to talk about for this leadership podcast. Um, been preparing for a lot of them, and I really felt that the Holy Spirit has been taking me into a whole different direction. In fact, a couple weeks ago, we were sitting in uh, at the Dream Center, and I just walked out of my office and came over and said, "Check this out." And so I'm gonna I'm gonna go and take a complete little switch today. If you guys can join with me and go to Second Kings chapter six, verse eight, really cool uh, story that takes place. I'm a big Old Testament guy. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 8, says this. It says, Now the king of Syria was making war against Israel, and he consulted with his servants, saying, My camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God, being Elisha, said to the king of Israel, saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians know you are coming down. The king of Israel sent someone to this place in which the man of God had told him, Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was greatly troubled by this thing. He called his servant and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? So I've got three kids. I've got two boys, and I have a, a baby girl. who's two, She'll be two this March. And so usually when they're tattletaling, they call them snitchers. He's being a snitcher. He's being a snitcher. And so the king of Syria is like, which one of you guys is being a snitcher? And he replies, none, my lord, O king. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, the king of Israel, oh, he's in Israel, and he tells the king of Israel the words that you speak even in your bedroom. So this guy, Elisha, had insight on a lot of things. And it was said, go and see where he is at. So the king of Israel, or king of Syria is looking for him. He says, go and see where he's at. And he says, surely he is in Dothan. Therefore, he sends this grand army, this huge army of horses and chariots, and he sends them after him by night, and they surround the city. And when the servant of the man of God arose early, he went out and he saw this army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant comes to Elisha and he says, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So he answered, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elisha prayed and, and said, 
Lord, I pray that you open the eyes that they may see, that he may see. Then the Lord opened his eyes, and the young man saw horses and chariots of fire surrounding Elijah. And so today, I wanted to talk to you guys from the concept of seeing through new lenses and seeing the unseen. The word of God has always been linked to the things that we see. Going back to Genesis, when we see that Adam and Eve were, they, they looked at something and they went in a, in a certain direction. And even to fast forward to the New Testament, when we see Paul, before he was Paul, was Saul, that he, the first thing before he ever did ministry for Christ, God removed his eyes. Because the things that he was seeing <laughs> were not what he was trying to see. What God was not allowing, or God was not trying to allow him to see the things that he had been seeing. So he removed his eyes and gave him fresh lenses. And so how do we as leaders in our ministry and business see things from a heavenly set of lenses? The thing that's cool about this story with Elisha is that he never prayed that the army would go away. In fact, he never, he never even suggested that. Instead, he prayed, Lord, give us new eyes that he may see. So as leaders, we have to not only see issues and say, oh, man, I don't want to handle that. I don't want to do that. But we have to see them from a biblical perspective and say, show me what you want me to do with this. How do we face it? Jesus, in fact, warned us of these things, that we would face trials and tribulations here on this earth. But fear not, for he has overcome the world. Elijah recognized this and was poised for the challenge. He says this, do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Kind of reminds me of the old uh, Avengers Endgame where they're by themselves and they see this, this huge army there and then there's more. A question I have today is what do you guys see? When you look at the, the, your businesses or the uh, ministry that God has called you to, what do you see? Do you see growth? Do you see uh, lack? Do you see um, uh, a loss of effort? Do you see uh, potential? For me, I've asked God to show me so that I may see people. God, I want to see what Elijah was able to show the, the servant. Show me the unseen. Show me people that may walk through the door, that may go unnoticed, that no one has seen and recognized. Show me the unseen. The Bible <laughs> says that, man, that when we begin to notice these people and that we recognize, when we've done this unto the least of these, we've done this unto Jesus. Show us the Jesus within each and every individual. And so for that, that's been a huge, huge task of mine, to see the unseen and to see people the way he sees people. About a year ago, we had a QC, and uh, we were sitting down at the Dream Center, and uh, I just felt that God was telling me to do something, uh, to say something that I had been, been dealing with and I had been doing for a while, and, and I just did it. I got up, and I said, guys... I'm a time traveler. Everybody just looked at me and they're like, man, what are you talking about? I said, I said, I'm a time traveler. I said, every day for about five to 10 minutes, I usually put myself in a different time. God, show me the things that I need help in. Show me what it would look like whenever I get to that point so that I can be prepared. In Proverbs, it says that the plans of the diligent will lead to profit. And so I lead on that and I see, God, show me what does it look like for my uh, my home life, for my marriage, for my ministry, for the teams that I lead and the people that I'm surrounding myself, even for the people I may never see. Yeah. 
show me the things that I need to see. And so when I said that, I, I was just explaining to them. I said, yeah, I even asked for the finite details. Like, show me the little details that I need to see. And he has. He showed me, man, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen myself teach my kids how to drive a car, which I, was a, I took that from a 10-minute session to a five-minute session because that was a little hectic. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen, I, I, I've seen my wife and I um, go on vacations and, and do things uh, freely, just go out and just live. Uh, I've seen, you know, me walk my daughter um, down the aisle. I've seen just a lot. Show me the unseen, God. Reveal to me the things that I'm missing. Show me those things. Pastor Jackie in this house is talking, has, has taught us a lot about vision. And so the vision that uh, I've, I wanted to marry with this message is the vision that we see and the vision that we will see. Seeing and having a plan on where we're going. Elisha saw that. He was able to be like, dude, chill out. It's going to be okay. There's more of us than there are of them. No moment to move. The Bible also says where there is no vision, the people will perish. And so the servant was looking at him. He was like, Ugh, we're for sure going to be, we're, we're going to die. And Elisha's reaction to that is, no, you'll be all right, dude. Chill out. Breathe a little bit. The second thing I wanted to speak on today was, Sometimes our vision is not only for ourselves. It's not just for you. Elijah wanted the servant to see the very thing that he saw. So when we're building teams and we're with partners and people around us, we have to be able to communicate that same vision, that same thing that God has showed us so that they can see it. And teams, I found that that's one of the, that's, that's if not the, as important as you seeing it, but it's even more. Habakkuk 2 says for us to write the vision down, make it plain on tablets, that he may read it and run with it. God is wanting us, leaders, to publish our vision and give it to them. Show me what you're seeing. Show me what you're doing. Not only that, whenever I meet with people, usually for the first time, he wants us to know about their dreams and their visions. Where are you going? Usually whenever I start a conversation with a fresh volunteer or a new teammate, I never really ask about their past or their present. Usually because of the fact that sometimes their past may be yucky. It may come with some stuff. Some things that they have walked through and they're like, ugh. Their present may be hurting at the moment. But you talk to somebody about their future and where they want to go, and their eyes just glow up. Where are we going when with our teams, when we're bringing our teams? <clears throat> I found it as an easy introduction into knowing we're there. At right now, even if I don't ask about what they're doing right now. Where are you going? Show me what you're doing. What's God given you? And our job as leaders is to stand behind them and just say, you can do it. You've got this. I spoke with this kid the other day, me and my wife and, uh, and my kids. We lived by a park, and we were walking there, and there was this kid that was sitting. And uh, I walked by him, and I felt that, that something was wrong. And so I looked back at him, and I said, are you okay? And he said, yeah, I'm good. And uh, I started to walk off again, and I said, are you sure? And he says, no, I'm not. And uh, I got to talking with him, and he said, he told me this, this, uh, this dream that he had. He says, man, man, I want to be the best boxer. He says, man, I have admirations and dreams to be the best boxer this world's ever seen. And I said, dude, you can do it. You can do it if you want to. And so I 
So, you know, we've seen him recently. He lives in our neighborhood. He lives a couple houses down. And, uh, and my job as a leader is just to remind him of his dream so that when he develops bad habits, I can just say, no, this is your dream. This is what you told me. You want to be the best. Remove those habits. <clears throat> I love the idea of just the future. I love it. I love to stay in the present. I am here. But I love the idea of just, of just, the, <laughs> of just the, the possibilities of things. I remember hearing T.D. Jake says that he never, created a, he never created furniture. He just created trees. And that we, as, uh, as mankind, were able to come in and create and to make it and the possibilities of that. And so that has always been a big thing that has fascinated me in seeing people. See, before I worked here at, uh, at Church of the Rock, I used to work for a crane company, and we would build these huge monuments, highways, big structures, these, these incredible pieces of art that we would go and, and place at Tech. This, actually, this one, it's very unique. It's like this big old boar, and we would bring it in and, 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 and showcase the things that we've built. And I remember whenever there was an opportunity for me to come on staff and work here, um, I had this one internal doubt. It was, it was not about anything other than this one thing. What could I do? All I had ever done was just build with my hands, you know. What could I do? And I remember the Lord telling me this. He said, Matt, I created you to build, but not just buildings. God has created us as team leaders to see people's visions and build them in that. Let's build. My last point coincides with the, uh, the young man. He's a, he's a bright young kid. That dude is, he's a workaholic. And I love that about him. But we as leaders, as we begin to wear our lenses and glasses that the Lord has showed us, we have to consistently polish them and we remind ourselves of the things that we've seen. I... Uh, I'm going to confess something out loud. It's kind of embarrassing, but I'm going to do it. My wife, she was wearing some, uh, some of these Warby Parker glasses. They're in, and this is, this is, Warby Parker's not paying for this uh, podcast. It's, it's not a paid program deal. But she, uh, she, she had these cool glasses in, and I was like, man, those are pretty cool. So what they do is they, uh, they give you these, these prescription glasses, and you can go in there and select which kind of frames you like. You put your prescription in there, and they'll just mail them to you. And so they send these, these, these glasses. And I was like, man, those are pretty cool. And so I kind of got into this mode to where I was like, man, I'd like to, I'd like to wear those too. Like, even though I have really good vision, actually have great vision, uh, I was like, man, those are pretty cool. And so she's like, well, yeah, we could order you some and you can just wear them. And so, I, so they came, there was five boxes and I put them on and, and then everyone's on staff is, is asking me like, dude, do you have, are, is, is your vision going bad? I'm like, nah, <laughs> I'm just wearing them for style. <laughs> It's all cosmetics. <laughs> and so, so I'm wearing these glasses, and, uh, and I realize that, like, man, they're giving me a headache. They're wearing me out. They're, <laughs> they're giving me this headache. And so I, I would wear them outside, and then I would take them off and then put them up and then just kind of just re refocus on my eyes, and they were, they were messing me up. And... Uh, <laughs> And man, I got so much slack for that. I never again. If you got good glass, if you got good eyes, keep them. 
Don't, 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 worry, don't worry nothing else. Uh, but, uh, but, but yeah, I, I, I was wearing them. And, and, and to finish off, I, um, they weren't my lens. They weren't what God had, had given me to see. So, in fact, they were just wearing me out. So oftentimes when we see things that, that are not the things that God has designed us to see, they'll wear us out, yeah, you know? And so I was, <laughs> I, had to, I had to remove them. But I, actually, I have some shades that I do wear when, when <laughs> that, that are for me that I do wear when, uh, when I'm outside and it's, it's bright. Uh, and I put those on, but I usually have, you know, smears. My kids will get them. And, you know, I have a two-year-old, and so, you know, we'll have, like, smears or... Uh, hair or gel whatever I'm going to pick them up or if my daughter gets them then we have like slobber and milk and chicken she loves all these things and so um and so my wife will usually clean them up and so that was a it was an indication to me that that um that I myself I have to repolish my lens and see things that God has showed me and go back to that to re-see the things that God has given me Jesus taught us in this, and he says in, in our Lord's Prayer that uh, he says, give us this day our daily bread. He didn't say yearly, monthly, weekly, none of those things. He says daily as a reminder that we have to re-see the things that he's shown us daily, if not more. We have to see it almost, it should have been secondly, but I'm not going to argue with God. <laughs> and this is just an indication that we need to see things differently. And before I, uh, I finish... I just want to re-ask re the question, um, in your ministry, in, in the groups that you lead, in the teams that you're building, what do you guys see? What's y'all's lens look like? Have you asked God to open your eyes to see the things that he's trying to show you guys? To see the possibilities in the teams, to see the possibilities in the people that may not be on the team. What do you guys see? Let's pray. Jesus, I just thank you for, for just everybody that may hear this message, for everyone that, that may go unseen, Father. I pray that these lenses that, you, that, you, that you've given to the servant in, in this story, Father, that you would give these to us. Let us see people as you see people. Let us see the unseen. Give us vision and give us clarity in that vision, Father, to know what should we do and how should we respond. Jesus, I thank you. I honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening to our leadership podcast. If this podcast inspires you and helps you grow as a leader, help us and others out by liking, sharing, and subscribing to show your support and never miss an episode. Until next time, thank you for letting us be a part of your leadership journey.